Hello, it's Denise from Women Beyond a Certain Age. I am so excited, and everybody knows when I'm excited, there's stuttering and spitting and swearing going on, because my darling friend, truly a friend, Diane Jacob, is here. Now, if you're a writer or want to be a writer, chances are you know who Diane is, because she has been a writing coach that specializes in cookbooks and personal essays since about when, Diane? 1996? Yes, exactly. And why did you start doing well, that? I've been Tell an editor what? for a couple of decades, and I was used to working with writers all the time. And then I became self-employed, and I thought, well, I still want to work with writers. How do I figure this out? Brilliant. So you pivoted. I did. See, this is the thing about you, Dan. You took what you knew, and you just yes, pivoted. Yes, I had a brutal you boss, and I decided, that's it. I'm going to work for myself, and if I want to be an ass to myself, that's my problem. But no more bosses. This is one of my dearest friends. Our line to each other, she was a movie star for many years, and now, but she always says, no more asshole husbands, because, <laughs> because she had three questionable ones before she's gotten the good one. No more bad bosses, no brutal bosses, and no asshole ex-husbands. I'm with you, Diane. Now here, we always put, Diane, just so you know, we put your bio and some information up on the website so um, we can get right to the goods. I need to tell people this about you. You have personally helped me so much. You know, people ask me when my memoir is coming out, well, when you've been working on it for 20 years, what's the rush? Okay. <laughs> now, so people understand, I have written stories about my family, my Italian family from San Francisco. Some of them are, you know, uh, I don't think they're good, but that's the problem is, is I judge myself too much. So I've sent some of those stories to Diane and with, I'm telling you, she improved them. She chopped. A few hours she spent on them, and I can't tell you the difference it was when a professional edits them Thank and improves them. Oh, no, Diane. It's, and here's the thing. I think that at our age, a lot of people want to start writing a memoir or write about their life, depending on their careers, depending on who they've been. Um, and so one of the questions I want you to answer is, why do what do you think makes an interesting story for a memoir and why would people care about it that's a really good question um well this is what i've realized we're also working on a memoir that i started 20 i know years but your ago. memoir is fascinating <laughs> i've read part of it yours is fascinating <laughs> you. um people will want to read a memoir because it's an excellent story that is beautifully written okay. and that's those are two most important things and by an excellent story what i mean is which i've come to learn um this fairly recently and it frustrates me to no end it means that it needs to be written like a novel okay yeah i see what and you're saying that's, you know, I, I was trained as a journalist. I don't know how to write a novel. So that's one of the hardest things for me is to figure out what does that mean exactly and how do I do it. 
Um, because otherwise you're just writing, you know, every sentence starts with I and it's all about you oh, and what you think. You and, are, you know, oh, you're right. writing an essay, just an essay is not an, a memoir. A memoir is about storytelling and, uh, you know, an essay can be too, but it has tech, but memoir has, uh, techniques of fiction. It yeah. has scenes, it has dialogue, it has character development, it has pacing and a story arc and all the things that you would learn if you took a class on fiction writing. So if you haven't done that, it's probably a good idea. All right, you are so smart and that, you know, I tried to join a writer's group down here after I'm in Ventura and they were all writing these novels Diane, about 40 years out and 100 years out and the earth was burning up. And then there was this one who was writing about, I mean, there were freaks and animals and people getting eaten and stuff. And I sat in the little group and I thought, I don't understand one word these people have written. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound good. And I said good. to the woman in charge, well, mine are more like essays, but you know what was great? Exactly what you just said. She turned to me, she's been an editor for... 68 years goes look at no one's going to take your damn italian stories strung together okay you got to make it more like a novel and i haven't done it i've been thinking about it. i do my little three index cards and think about how i could join things together but i did but good you're right diane you're absolutely right and the other reason is short essays certainly for magazines which you've come from and you've sold some beauty i've read your work and um some fabulous magazines, but nobody's publishing that in a book anymore anyway. They're not publishing that. Um, well, Denise, there are websites and newspapers and magazines that publish um, essays, personal essays, which are like mini memoir, but there are not a lot of places for them and it's super, super competitive. You're so because everyone wants to write about their own lives and I know. they're an expert on themselves. There's lots of material always. And what's better than thinking in, about myself I, and what I like oh, and what I want to do. I will say this. My own story. Diane, I will say this. As I've been re-reading mine, I've thought to myself, well, I felt pretty good about myself in this situation. And then when I reread it, I think, hmm, I might have been an asshole. So anyway, there's rewrites that have to come now answer me answer this question for anyone listening how is memoir different from an autobiography well um an autobiography is your entire life got it and if you want to start it in the most boring way you could start with i was born yeah. at the blah blah hospital in 19 blah 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 you know, like the worst possible sentence to start anything with. Uh, and then you just go through your whole life in order. And then this happened. And then this uh, happened. You're right. So that would be a really bad autobiography. But people have written very good ones about their career and their lives. And it just, you know, it, it might not start at the beginning, but it covers your whole life up to the present moment. But a memoir typically is about a period of your life. And it's about a definable period of your life, like your childhood, or the time that you lived in Malaysia for two years because you wanted to 
study fermented fish sauce. I, I don't know. Yeah, see, but um, it's about a period. a period that I'm writing. I am writing notes because I feel like I'm getting a private class with you. It does have to be a period. Yeah, it's a defined beginning, middle and end. Yes. See, and the other thing you say, you know, Diana, thinking of it as a novel, because then there are interesting points to hit. Do you know what I mean? And you're making it interesting for people to read. Hopefully they want to turn the page. Well, hopefully. And the, well, the other part of it is the other question you asked me was why should anyone care? And the answer is, well, they don't. <laughs> um, it's your job to make them care. That's what good writing is all about. So you have to have a good story and you have to be a very good story. Otherwise, why should they care? You're absolutely right. We've all read things that have bored us to tears. Yes. Um, and we've read things that have brought me to, I read something yesterday that brought me to tears. So uh, both kinds of tears are possible and you want one where someone is just overcome by what you've you read emotionally you read interesting uh, our friend kim foster's about mcdonald's the i food. did yes that james, was so excellent james beard award i don't remember why i know kim i think we were just mutually you know had a lot of mutual friends but her an essay that she's up that we both read i know it it, it was it was stunning. Stunning. Astounding. And it, she wrote it on her own website and submitted yes, it, right? Exactly. Yeah. And Good she's for an her. amazing writer and an amazing woman. And that's something, it's, it was called The Dysfunction of Food, if anybody's looking for it online. And yes, you and I had the same um, feelings about it, Diana, because I wrote, I read what you wrote to her and she was thrilled because it came from you because <laughs> you are the, the cookbook coach. Thank you. Now, listen, here's something about memoir that I think people, now I struggle with it, but not so much because what about if the people that I'm writing about are still alive and not everything I say about them is complimentary? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Well, first, well, it's much easier yeah. to, I did that, but then I was writing about, I want to write about my childhood and my sister's still alive. So I had to make a lot of decisions about that. And what I finally decided is I was going to try and leave her out as much as possible. You, that is so funny. Because, because I, you know, I, one time I read this memoir and she said she had a brother and her brother wasn't anywhere in the story. And I was really agitated. I thought, what, why, what, where's her brother? Yeah. Why isn't he even in the yeah. story? But now I know why. It's because I don't have her permission to tell her story. You know, she should tell her own story only if she okay, that is, And I shouldn't be writing about her and what happened to her. Um, and it's just, it's just wrong. It's, I mean, unless, unless she would say to me, Unless I told her I was working on a memoir and she said, say whatever you want, I don't care. That's yes. different. But she wouldn't say okay. that. She wouldn't. And, and then and then if it's someone that you just know that you want to write a story about, that might not be complimentary. Um, you have to be careful yes. because 
that person could um, be very upset Absolutely. about it. And you know what? And make a lot of trouble for and you. And you're right, because you know what I found? Most people don't like to hear the truth about themselves, Diane. No, they don't. <laughs> yeah. When you were just saying that about your sister. See, I write about once in a while, and someone said to me recently when I was reading it aloud at the writer's group that I went to, and then I had to drop out of that one. I'll find another one. It was wonderful, but the mo monsters and Martian and drying seas and all the people. And, yeah. And no, that's not it right didn't for you. Me. But no. one of the lovely women said to me, you always, when we went around the room, she said, you always just say, my sister, when you joined us, don't you have two sisters? I said, yes, but I only say my sister, so neither of, us, so neither of them will know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings up a point, because some people merge yes. characters in their memoir uh, and make a, like a composite person. I personally don't like that, but that's because I was trained as a journalist where yes. I, 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 truth is a lot more interesting than fiction. And I don't feel like I, I have the anything. Up. And, and when I said that you need to write a novel, what I'm talking about is you need to use the technique, yes, the structure of it from novel writing, not that you need to make things up. I'm not a fan okay. of that. I understand. When you were talking about it, you were talking about the techniques of a novel, which I, I understand because I've read, a, you know, I've certainly, I bought every memoir book out there, Diane. I've read. Yeah, you, you and know me. That. And half of them I've read. <laughs> Half of them I start, half of them I put down, but I, I do know that it's, you need a good story. As you started out saying this, you need the best story that you can. Well, you can have a story that's normal, but if you're a brilliant writer, um, it, it can still be worth yes. reading. Yes. Now, um, but it's hard to have both those things, be a brilliant writer and have a story that nobody else has. Yes. Now answer me this. I know that you teach workshops, writing workshops all over the world. And with COVID-19, I'm assuming you're grounded for a little bit. Pretty much. A lot of people have suggested that I start uh, teaching online classes, sure. but it's, I'm not sure about that just because, um, you know, this kind of teaching, doesn't have a lot of, there aren't a lot of props. I know, it's, I know. <laughs> I mean, if, if you were teaching a cooking class, there'd be a lot of action, I right? know. Um, but there isn't a lot of action. I mean, I could show you my keyboard. <laughs> I could show you my fingers typing. I could hold up a pen. Um, but I'm just afraid that people would be bored to death just listening to me go on and on. Um, I do like to have interactive classes, so I should give myself more credit. Absolutely, uh, and I I haven't class, decided so. yet. Well, but once the we the, we're out of quarantine, you will go back to teaching workshops. I will. I will. Now, yeah, I'll tell you what else you have to tell people. Because I'm going to make Diane come back and talk about how to build a, a a proposal, a book proposal. So we'll cover that in another one. But I need you to tell me this. How do people get your newsletter, Diane? Oh, you said the nicest thing to me about my <laughs> newsletter. Say it again now. 
I before we started so many uh, we all do and you know it's because they come from groups you know icp wcr ladom and i use their rosters too now i've had the, a newsletter for 20 years and but we have devoted people okay that say oh i still use your recipe i think oh my god you need to get a new life but when i but i get your newsletter and I'm sure it's because we met at the ranch. Do you know what I mean? Or because we had been friends at ICP, how we got connected. I don't even remember how, oh, I know how we got con connected. If I go off on another tangent, I called you after your book came out because I thought it was the best book I'd ever read on writing. <laughs> and <laughs> we'll, we'll so talk much. about that in a minute. But so I get sure. your newsletter. Now what people need to know, whether they think they're gonna be a writer or not, you bring guests in once in a while, but you get you tell me what you're reading, so that gives me a reading list. You your newsletter is just excellent, Diane. I read it every single time I get it. I don't always respond, thank you, you know, but I read it every single time, and I I'm just telling you, it's one of the best newsletters out there. So people need to. So how are they going to get their your? I always read your newsletter too, because I know I'm laugh and I'm going to hear a good story, read a good story before I get to the, you know, doing when and all that. And I read all that too. I'm so glad. Because I'm, I'm interested, you know, and I guess that's half the battle, yes. isn't it? But really the, the reason that people subscribe to my newsletter is because I find a lot of articles that are of interest yes. to us as writers, as food obsessed people, as social media people, I mean, we have to keep up with everything. We have to know what the trends are. We have to see what people are doing. We have to read controversial stuff. And and it's really hard to find everything and keep up. So I just try to gather it all and put it in a list with links that you can go it's to. Excellent. Now, thank you. I, I love it. Now, tell everybody right now the name of your book. You've written several, but you're writing. Thank you. Uh, well, it. The name of it is We'll Write okay. for Food. And uh, it's, it's, it's really a book about how to be a writer, but the focus is on food writing. So all I know is how many, there's a lot of, how many editions have you had now? I've had three, and there'll be a fourth uh, sometime soon when we get out of this mess Good. we're in. No, you, Diane wrote this book. That's how I remember, Diane. I emailed you after I bought We'll Write for after I read Will Write for Food, and I thought, oh my God, <laughs> because <laughs> you covered it. You said, you talked about recipe testing, you talked about blogs, you talked about food essays. It's a wonderful, wonderful resource. And when I've owned probably, Diane, five or six copies, okay, because I oh, buy it, whichever is the latest one, but I had the first one. Then when I get with people that say, oh, I want to write a cookbook and they're going to be so serious and they really, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Cindy and I are going to do their recipes for them. I give them a copy of your book. Oh, thank you. As an inspiration. That's so nice. And, That's so and nice. you know what? Sometimes it works. And you know, the half of it, and you know this because you've worked on so many other people's proposals too. Half the time, Diane, when people call me and want to know how to get a cookbook published or um, any of it, like the questions we've talked today, most of them are going to quit and not go through with it. 
okay? Because it's, it's a lot of work. And that's what I love it's, about it's your book. If you yeah. read that book. And when you read the book, you find out it's, it's a, a lot, lot of work. work. And then you think, oh my God, maybe I'm not. That. <laughs> now I have to take, because I'm at that place. It's a lot of work. I mean, memoir is a lot oh, of work. I'm at that stage now. Now, remember, I've been self, I moved here a year ago. I'm not doing any work. I'm doing the podcast. I do a little tiny bit of consulting. I am off. I assumed, I told myself that I would dive into that memoir like nobody's business and whip it into shape. And let me tell you something. I dove into Netflix. I dove into reading. I dove into walking my dogs. I'm, you know, I'm diving into sour, totally sourdough normal. bread, but I have not totally dived into my memoir. Normal. Okay. It's hard work. Well, Okay, I'll, okay. Be, being being a writing teacher, I'll give you a little tip about that. Somebody said this to okay. me once, and I thought it was good. Just do it for fifteen minutes every right. day. Fifteen, right. and before you know, well, I can't. I can't even start this because it's going to take me hours, and I don't I have know. hours. I don't excuses. Yeah. But but if you just but fifteen minutes, um, you know what happens is you do it for fifteen minutes and then you think to yourself, wow, I'm having a really good time going, and you didn't realize that you were going to have a really good time because most of the time you're just freaking out, going, oh my god, it's terrible. I don't know if I want to go in and work on it. It's no one's going to want to read it. You, you know, you're just telling it yourself a lot of Our negative things. inside That's voices normal. are not very nice to us. Oh, yes. We could we could have a whole other talk about the critic, the critic. at some other. Yeah. And that a friend of mine who I love, who's a writer, been published, brilliant, just he's a friend, always says to me when I'm telling him about just I haven't done this or I haven't done that, he goes, well, you're so busy being the hall monitor. How would you? <laughs> how would you have time to write Denise and he's right because we put up all that talk but you know what Diane that is another one we, we're going to leave that yes um, yes because, we're talking about memoir that is a whole nother issue now answer me this when do you think so you had a friend that was helping you with your as we wrap up with your memoir was her help was her her, you told me you gave a whole bunch of pages to a friend who said, I can make this into a book. Has she done it? Well, this is what okay. happened. I had showed it, shown it to a few people by the time I got to the fourth draft. Third, third draft? Gotcha. Maybe the third draft. And uh, they, they wanted things. Like, first of <laughs> all, I thought I was, after they read it, like uh, one example is I was writing about my childhood. Well, they want to know about the rest of my life because I ended when I was 18 years old. They wanted to know what happened to ah. me. They want to know if I was okay. Um, they want to know how I met my husband. And I was like, no, no, this is about childhood. I'm not telling you any of that stuff. That would be an autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> and and so I I was very conflicted about that. Then. I thought I was only going to write about my parents because they had a very fascinating life. Fascinating. Um, that's unusual. They were Iraqi Jews who worked for an opium dealer. I mean, not everybody has a story like that. Uh, probably no one. <laughs> and, uh, 
Um, but I, once I started writing it, I got in it. I love it. My stories, my stories got in it. And I really annoyed with myself, but then people said, well, we like your stories better than what you wrote about your oh, parents. Oh. <laughs> I thought, no, no, this is all wrong. And then I said to, to one editor who read it, um, this is, I saw the term family memoir. Is, is that what I wrote? Is this a family memoir? And she said, no, this is a survivor memoir. And I thought, no, I don't, wait a minute. I don't want to write a survivor memoir. <laughs> What's happening here? So I got, and I also, one more thing that happened, um, parents, uh, had some, some problems. They were, they had PTSD. They were messed, basically, and having a hard time functioning in the new world in North America. And I wrote about all that. And I thought, wait, wait, I'm not honoring my parents because I've included all this terrible information about them. It's awful. I mean, what kind of a daughter am I that I told everyone about this stuff? Um, and so I I got to the point where I just ground to a I halt. Understand. Because all this... I had this idea I was going to write. It turned out to not be what I wrote and not what people wanted. So I just couldn't go any further. So I was telling a girlfriend of mine this, who is actually an excellent children's book editor. And um, and she said, oh, just give me your manuscript. I'm going to fix it. <laughs> I was like, oh, please, please save me because I'm just totally stuck here. And actually, then I then she gave it back to me, and then I was afraid to read I it. I thought, oh my God, she's torn it to shreds. I can't even open it and look at it. I'm gonna kill myself. This is awful. She's gonna tell me how bad it is. And actually, she didn't do very much at all. She just there were times she a lot of it was about pacing. Um, where I brought up something at the wrong time. And so she did. Uh, she told me exactly what page it should go to and why. And she also wanted me to talk about some things that I hadn't, that were about being an adult, not being a child. And she told me where they should go and how much more to say. And so it was fantastic. And it wasn't, it wasn't very much. And here I, it's that critic, I'm back to the critic but you know it me thinking oh can't even see what she's done because uh, you know i've now exposed myself that this is i've written terrible things and she's gonna die. so went through the whole thing i fixed everything i moved everything and now i'm on my fifth draft where i'm just doing some fine tuning and making sure that when i move something something else didn't get screwed i get out. it that's the I'm long so story. I'm so impressed. I'm so impressed. Well, okay. Well, it's it's about what we tell ourselves. I, I mean, we're not helpful a lot of the time. I know. We are not. <laughs> we are not. We have fear. It's about fear. It's so about fear. And then there are so many people who are terrible writers. And they have, who have no fear. fear right? They're not afraid of all at all of writing something really bad and giving it to you to I read. Know. Ain't that the truth. Um, so I want to be more like I them. Know. 
<laughs> I don't want to write anything bad, but I want, Diane, I'd, like to, I'd like to be more fearless. You, you have hit on this. And let me tell you, we're going to end with this because this is my favorite. A hundred years ago, I am doing a cooking segment for Pamela Anderson Lee, the blonde bombshell. She had given, her assistant had given us a shopping list. I think it was cooking some artichokes and some Bragg's amino acid. It, it didn't make any sense, but I fluffed the table with the most gorgeous vegetables from the farmer's market because at least that had come through that she tried to eat organic, okay? okay. Now, the bottom line was she came out, she's in front of the camera, she has no bra on, it's a see-through top, it's the Donnie oh. and Marie show. Oh my Donnie's God. eyes almost <laughs> fell out of his head. Okay. <laughs> and the director is screaming. So we all are on headsets screaming, don't go below her neck. Well, of course, it's a cooking segment. So we need to see her hands. So then they switch camera two to just her hands. Anyway, it was the biggest mess you've ever seen in your life. She said nothing. She didn't know anything. I don't think she knew what the artichoke was that they had told her she wanted to cook artichoke. So Donnie didn't care anymore because all he could remember were those nips, to be perfectly honest. I'm breaking it down now. She's gone. Long gone, I assume. She walks back out and says to me, doesn't know my name, was introduced, can't remember my name, couldn't care less about my name, says to me, I'm so grateful I got to do this. I'm thinking, really? And she says, because you know, I've always wanted to have a cooking show and look it, I can, I know how to cook. And she walked wow. away and I wow. thought, Good that's right, her. I thought we should all be like, we should all be like Pamela. We should. Yeah, but I'm not wearing a see-through top. And by the way, she too. never has gotten a cooking show, though. She, it's been for about 15, 20 years in Malibu. It comes out every once in a while in the trades. It always says, Pamela Anderson Lee is working on their cooking show. And I think she's got the same success with my memoir that she has with that cooking show. So anyway, now, Leslie Dunn, thank you so much. You answered so It was questions. my pleasure. Thank you for having me. On. I know this. I think that and you said this to me, I think people should keep journals and make notes of funny things because you never know if you'll turn around and use it. Yes, I have never done it, so I'm a hypocrite, but I have some idea being a journalist that journals are not something I need Got to it. do. Got it, okay, but, that's um, okay. But then there's, but then there's recall, yes, you know? Then when you're writing a memoir and you're for something, it's hard to. And then at one time I did keep, uh, a diary as and i went back and wrote it read it and it was just okay. garbage <laughs> it was all about which boy i had okay, a crush yeah. on and whether i could lose 10 pounds in the next i i, I mean come i on. have the same journals that you do and i kept i've kept them all this time and i just recently i thought i'll pull the pages out that are good and i'm gonna make copies to use these things there was nothing good to say exactly Absolute garbage <laughs> i wish i'd put my time into writing a symphony or something instead of all the losers that i spent my life chasing losers oh that's a whole nother story thank you miss diane okay. thank you it was my pleasure so thank you so much denise oh, and thank you cindy bye
Bye. And if anyone wants to reach out to us, we are at womenbeyond and icloud.com. Join our, that we have Women Beyond a Certain Age, uh, our website. But our Facebook group, if you have questions or you want to talk to Diane, we put Diane's information on our Facebook page so you can reach out to her and get her newsletter. Thank you, madams. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye.